טומאת מת פרק שמיני, הלכה א', שדה שאבד קבר בתוכה העפרה מטמא במגע ומסע כבית הפרס, שמא נדוש הקבר בה, ויהיו עשמות כשעורה בתוך עפרה. וכל השדה כולה, המאהיל עליה נטמא, ואם העמי בתוכה אוהל, נטמא כל שיש פה באוהל, שמהאוהל שעמי באותה שדה על הקבר ומאהיל. This is a, an extension of the uniqueness of the Dean of Kever, and you'll see that we'll study in a couple of chapters about Bet HaPeras, which is a field in which that, that, that was plowed, in which there was a dead body. Here, it's not a dead body that was there, but it's a little worse than Bet HaPeras in some respects, because there was a Kever. This was a cemetery or something like that that had actual Keverim, actual sealed places with cadavers inside, that, that's a kever, and um, it, that, that kever was lost. We either don't know where it is, or uh, actually it's that we don't, we, we, we don't know where it is, and even if we go ahead and plow it, the, the tum'ah midera banan still applies, and as opposed to bet haperas, which doesn't have tum'at ohel, this sadeh has tum'at ohel. So a, a field where there was a tomb, we don't know where it was, then its, its soil is going to be metameh, magar, masa, like the betaperas, and, and also the sadeh kullaha, if, if, if there is an ohel on top of the entire sadeh, not only on a portion of it, then there is going to be, there is going to be a tumat ohel. I, I believe that this one uh, would be minhat Torah, and the next one, uh, and if you do an ohel on only a portion of it, then it's going to be a, a tum'ah shemma. It's going to be a tum'at ohel, just in case there is a tomb underneath it or a portion from the cadaver underneath it. Um, and I believe that this one, because it's just in case, although Haraman doesn't say it so explicitly, is the Rabbanan. Lachabet. Bana bahabayit ve'aliyah al-gabav imayah pitcha shel aliyah mechuvan kenegat pitcho shel labayit. Aliyah tehorah. שאפילו היה קבל תחת משקוף הבית, העלייה טהורה, שהרי אוהל על גבי אוהל כמו שהתפאר. If a person builds a two-story home in that field, on that field, then if the, the opening, the door for the second story is, is uh, um, aligned with the opening, with the door of the, of the first story, then the second story is going to be tahor, because the only way by which Tum'ah could go from one from the first story to the second story is through Tum'at Ohel. And as we're going to see later, if you have an Ohel on top of an Ohel, the second one is actually Tahor, the, the top one, it's not Tameh. But if they are not aligned, So if, if it's not aligned, then assuming that there was a kever under it, then the, the aliyah would be, would be making an ohel, making an ohel on top of the, so he, he, here's the deal. If, if there was, we don't know exactly where the kever is, right? In the first case, the two doors are aligned. If the kever was just under the first door, the door of the first floor, then the first floor is obviously tameh, but the second floor is protected by the first door, by the first floor. Um, if, if, however, the kever, uh, the, the doors are not aligned, and the kever is under, uh, directly aligned with the door of the second floor, then the tum'ah goes to the second floor, 
skipping over the, the first floor. The first floor is like a conduit to the door of the first floor, of the second floor, and therefore the second floor will be Tameh, because of Tumat Ohel. Gimal, Vesade Zo, something more about this kind of field. This is, by the way, pretty relevant. We, we have a lot of places in Israel, for example, that we believe used to be old cemeteries. So this kind of Esadeh, you may plant any kind of plant within it because, uh, the, the, because of the depth at which we bury, then the Shorashim, the roots of, of whatever you plant, these plants are not going to reach the Kever. But not trees... Because the trees' roots obviously extend further inside and could reach the, the, the kever, the, and not only the kever, but the met itself. Little mounds of soil that are close by to the city in which or by which there is a cemetery, or by the, the, the path that goes towards the cemetery, whether these mounds of soil are old or new, we assume that this little mound is something, something was buried under, that's why you see this little mound, because this is the kind of, of suspect place for a woman to bury a miscarried fetus, and we said that the nephil after 40 days is like the met, and so too, people with leprosy might bury their limbs, which also have tum'ah. But if these little mounds of soil are far away from, from the cemetery, so if, it's, if you see they are fresh, some, someone just dug something and, and just buried something, and it's pretty new, then that's tahor. If it's old, it's tameh. Lest they, they, were, they, they were close to a city, to a town or a cemetery that used to be back in the day and we no longer know about it. So if it's a very old mound, then Hamim uh, wanted us to be concerned even lest the, 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 the geography has changed. What is Tel Karov? What does it mean to be to be close enough to the cemetery or to the city that, leads, that, that has a cemetery or to the path that leads to the cemetery? It means that it's not the farthest away. And and Yashan, what does it mean to be old? That nobody, there's no living person that remembers uh, when this was dug. Dalit. Sedebochim. It's a term of art that the, the Gemara, and I believe the Mishnah mentions as well. Sedebochim, Sedebochim, a, a field of, of crying. Is a place that is adjacent, close to the cemetery. It's, it's an area where women gather around to cry there. So although Hachamim did not decree anything on the soil, the soil is Tahor, but because it, it doesn't have Hazakah of Tum'ah, nobody buries there, but Hachamim still forbade to plant there just to avoid people from, from going there to, to collect the plants, to plant, etc. Um, 
lest maybe there is some other. But, you know, it's not like we know there isn't. There may be, but the hashash wasn't enough, or for whatever reason, Hamim decided not to convert his hashash into a gezerah of making the whole place, uh, the whole soil tameh. Because it's, it's close enough to Beta Kevarot, uh, you know, people don't really want to use this land. And because people don't really want to use this land, nobody's really careful about it not to put to hours someone is going to come and use it. And therefore, this is the kind of place where if somebody needs to bury someone, that's where they'll, they'll, they'll bury this person. And that's why there is a little bit of a hashash. However, we are so certain that there is no gezerah about the soil, that you can even use the soil to make, um, to, to, to build, to fashion ovens, to, to do kadashim. So for instance, an oven for, an oven for Kurban Pesach, you can use the soil from that area to make an oven for Kurban Pesach and roast your Kurban Pesach there. That's how no hashash, that, that's how little of a hashash or nil of a hashash do we have about there being actual tum'ah in the soil, but still hachamim forbade to actually go and plant there, just to avoid people from from uh, um, from trafficking that area. Hey, kever hanim samutar lefanuto vim pinahu mekomot ameviasub behanayat sheibadek. Very important halacha, very relevant nowadays in Eretz Israel and other places. What to do, uh, whether we can remove someone that was already buried. So if there is a tomb that was found incidentally, incidentally, in other words, I, I buy a field and unbeknownst to me when I bought the field, um, that I, I walk around it and then I realize that somebody marked a place on the ground as if somebody is buried there. So I have the right to remove the body from within it. If I do empty it, if I do remove the body from that tomb, then that place is going to be Asur and Tameh until I check it, as we are going to see uh, in next chapter, actually. If the, the, the tomb is known, it has it has a hazaka, it has uh, a, a name, everyone knows that somebody is buried there, then it's forbidden to remove a person from there. And this is the halakha that, that uh, you know, when, when there is archaeological digs, etc. in Israel, is the halakha that everyone uh, is concerned about of removing people from, from, their, from their tombs. Although, um, I have to mention, something that we know used to happen is they used to bury people for 12 months in the times of the Mishnah, then remove, at the end of the year, remove the bones of the person and, and uh, instead of bury them, put them in an ossuary and, uh, and bury them really, but inside a, a cave. So you can see those caves in, in Israel if you, if you have the chance to tour. Um, so it's not like it's absolutely forbidden to remove a person from their burial. It's, it's, more, it's more of a property law than, than tahora or than anything um, anything theological or metaphysical. It's more about, you know, the, the, this met now has the right to be here. You don't have to dis- the right to disturb it and to, and to move it um, just because you now own the field. But if you remove um, the, 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 the kever hayadua 
And the difference between Kever Hayadua and Kever Hanimtza here is that Kever Hayadua, you know for a fact who is buried there and you know how many people are buried there. Kever Hanimtza, uh, the fact that you found one doesn't mean that there isn't another one next to it, right? So there is more of a hashash that there may be more to other. So Vim Pinahu, if a Kever Yadua, you do remove it, its place is Tahor and it's Mutar Behanaya, even without Bedika. Vav. If you have a tomb that imposes some kind of an adverse effect on the public, uh, it's mazik, then it's mutar to, to remove it, and uh, but its place is going to be, to be tameh and asur behanaya. Um, now, slightly different halachot. Uh, we are talking about now what to do, where to bury someone when, when somebody finds a, a body in the middle of, of the road. If you find a mitzvah within the confines, within the limits of the boundaries of the city, you bring that person to the, to the bet kevarot, to, to the cemetery where that city buries in. If you find it outside the boundaries of the city, even if, it, if the dead is found in, in a field of, uh, of um, karkom is uh, turmeric, which is something that they used to plant in Eretz Israel, and it's, it's, uh, it's very, very valuable. It's either turmeric or perhaps it's a kind of, uh, of um, uh, that, that very expensive spice. Uh, saffron. So uh, imagine a field of saffron is extremely expensive, and a dead is there. Now, if you leave the dead there and you bury the dead there, you are kind of destroying the entire field. So economically, it's a disaster. But still, kanamekomo, the the, the met has the right to be buried in that place. You have to bury it where it was found, so long as it's outside the, the, the town. If you find it between two fields. Then you, you you can't move it to to a place where uh, sorry message is not between two fields it's it's one of the lines one of the lines where you where you plant um, no sorry it, it is between the two fields uh, so you can remove it a little bit to the side because you know otherwise you'll start a fight between the two owners and who uh, whose whose field should be should be hurt by this. If uh, in this matter you have on the one side sedebur, sedebur, bur is a is a field that was not never cultivated. It's a it's a field that's wild. It's not really made for for plantation. Sedenir is a field that that was plowed. It's ready for planting, but it's not yet planted. So on the one hand you have an uncultivated field, and on the other hand you have a cultivated cultivatable field, and you bury it in the wars of the two, which is Sedebur. If you have a Sadeh that's cultivatable and Sadeh that's cultivated, that's actually planted, you use the first one, not the latter one. If you have one that's planted with, with, uh, with legumes and one that's planted with vines, which are very expensive and hard to grow, you do with the legumes. 
vines and, and an orchard of other trees, which are even more difficult, you, you use the, the vineyard. Why? It's not because the, the orchard is more expensive or more valuable, but because it has a higher chance of, because the, the, the kerem are very low, the, the, the vineyards are, they don't really have height. So because of that, you prefer using the vineyard, which is going to be less likely to bring about tum'at ohel. If they are both the same, then you're entitled to remove it to whichever of the two. When we say, when we start in the lacha, that if it's on the messer, you move it to the side, now we're explaining what this means. Um, just one point about the kerem, something very nice and important about Shira Shirim. The girl at the beginning of Shira Shirim says, um, I believe this is from Ibn Ezra. The girl says, don't look at me that I'm, that I'm so black because I'm so black because, uh, you know, you would think that I'm, I don't belong to, to my family. I'm different than my family. But the reason I'm so black is because this is a fat I'm very, I'm very, um, um, tanned from, from being outside, from the sun. Why? Because the, the sons of my mother made me work, they made me work in the keramim, in the field, in the vineyards. And now you understand, vineyards don't have a lot of shade. So people working on the vineyards become very, very tanned from the sun. All right. When, when a tomb is found, then anything that had touched that tomb before it was found is, becomes tamis metamele mafreya, except if a person says, I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure that, you know, as far as I know, 10 years ago, I'm absolutely sure there was no kever here. So, because there was a hazakah of there not being kever there, the, the, the tum'ah just begins at the moment that the kever is actually found. And even tum'ah that was, uh, even, even if someone touched that place the day before, or there was an ohel the day before, it will not be mitameh. Tet. Kol hamose kever lo meto davasha mitameh be'ohel min hamet, hayav lesayen alav kede shelo yi taqala laherim, uvkholo shele mo'ed, hayu yosein mebedin lesayen lakevarot. Uh, if, if, there, if someone, is, someone finds a tomb or, or something else that has tomb at ohel, it's a misvah, it's, a, it's an obligation to, to signify, to put some sign so people know not, not, not to put an ohel above it. So much so that the Beddin would do this, would engage in this kind of action, even on Cholamoed when we don't typically do almost anything. But this is enough of a need, of an immediate need. That can be done holamoid. Tet, continuation. El mesayanim al kazayid mesumsam min hamet efish sofo yehesar ba'ares ubamem mesayanim besid amhev shofech al mikom hatumah. If if there is exactly a kazayid from the dead, you don't need a tzion because uh, through the the decomposition process, it's going to end up being less than kazayid soon enough. Second point, 
what do we do this sion with? We do it with seed. Seed is some kind of uh, cement or, or some other um, paste that, that they used to do back in the day that lasts for a long time and it's easy to see. Um, it's white and that's, that's the, the preferable way to, seek, to sign it. אין מעמידין את הסיון על גבי הטומאה, אלא יהי עודף מכאן ומכאן בשדה הטומאה שלו להסיד את הטהרות. You should not put a ציון, ציון is whatever sign for that there is טומאה, exactly on top of the טומאה. So you have to be a little more generous and make it go a little beyond the טומאה. So that uh, we can we can take if we know that people are doing that, then whenever we have a borderline case later on, we will not rule it against teharot. We will not rule it against teharot because we'll we'll know that well if it was exactly 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 on the outermost border of the siyun, then chances are this was not exactly on top of the tumah because that's what we told people to do. Also, we, on the other hand, we don't put it far away from the Tum'ah, because if, if, you, if you put it far away from the Tum'ah, you are reducing the usable area of Eres Yisrael. And we, we don't do this siyun on things that everyone knows. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's tamay, like a kever, because that's something that everyone knows, but rather things that were doubtful, for instance, a tzadeh on which a kever was lost, as we mentioned, or sechachot ve'apira'ot. Sechachot are um, things that, that, that are making sechach over the land, so some branches that are on top of, of tum'ah, or something like that, or pira'ot is, is, uh, is, uh, is also, because of ohel, is something that, that uh, is protruding from somewhere, for example, a large stone that's protruding, so these are the things that people wouldn't notice unless you put the seed. Yod Alef. Masa even achat mesuyenet tachteha tameh. Hayushetayim im yashseed benehem benehen tameh. Now, rules of construction for people passing by and finding this siyunim, how should we interpret them? If you find one rock that has a siyun, you should assume that under it is a tum'ah. If you find two of them, and you find some seed between them, so also between them is tameh. So you found two pieces of, of rock or of stone and in between them a little bit of, of, of seed. So, sorry, there is no seed between them, um, but there is there, there is some leftover um, clay so it, it sort of shows you that there were other stones in between these two stones, and they just fell apart. So, um, you know, it's not that the whole thing, it's not, it's not that someone was trying to, to, to signal the two limits, the two boundaries of a line under which there is Tum'ah. If there isn't clay or any other uh, debris between them, and, and, and you see that the seed is sort of, um, it's, it's, uh, it's pointing from one to the other, from one to the other. In other words, it's not exactly centered, but it's a little bit to the side. 
So it's as if somebody tried to, to, to paint a line or to, to, to lead you to connect both stones, then it's a siun and under it will be tame as well. If a person finds a single boundary between two sadot that has a siyun, that is tame. And we said, by the way, you know, why would you have a siyun there? Because we said that a, a met misvah, you have to bury him or her, whatever you find it. So if you find a meser uh, that, that has a siyun, that is tame, and the rest of the sadeh is tahor. Even if you find a siyun on one meser on one of the sides of the field and a siyun on the other side of the field, it doesn't matter. That doesn't affect the field itself. Find siyunim on all four boundaries of a single field. And that shows you that somebody was trying to paint a siyun within the sadeh and chose to do so by, by doing a siyun in each of the four boundaries so the entire sadeh would be tame. Uh, so they, they didn't want to bring the siyun far away. We have a rule not to bring the siyun far away from the tum'ah. And therefore, if somebody did it on the four boundaries, uh, you shouldn't think that uh, there is something somewhere else. It's the sadeh in the middle, in the center of these four siyunim that probably was, was meant to be signed. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.